Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda in Glendale. Make sure to check out davidhobbshonda.com and also greatlakesdragway.com. Lots of stuff happening this weekend at Great Lakes Dragway. We'll chat about that in just a moment here. And then also, of course, new and used cars. Go to David Hobbs Honda. Joining us today in a bit here will be Jeff Arlowski. And he'll be, we're trying to gather him up on the phone as he's in vacationing in wonderful, beautiful Door County this weekend. And of course, playing family man. And we'll chat about that in just a second. And of course, the full show though today should be a lot of fun. We got, we're going to be chatting NASCAR with uh, Jeff Orlowski in just a moment here. And then we have uh, Charlie Kimball, IndyCar driver. I was able to chat with him uh, earlier today with the upcoming Kohler Grand Prix next week. In Road America, also we'll have Indy, Indy Lights driver, Wisconsin's own Aaron Tielitz will also be joining us on the show. And Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com will be chatting us, talking about the 24 hours in Le Mans, or as the French say, Le Mans, in the second hour. So it should be a lot of fun. Can you and say that on the radio, Steve? 24 hours, uh, 24 hours, it's 24 hours de Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. So in fact, joining us. On the Great Midwest speaking Bank Speaking of line. French people. Speaking of French people, it, it is <laughs> Hef Orlusky joining us. El Hefe. El Hefe. I like that. El Hefe joining How's us. Going, Mr. Boys? Mr. World Cup himself. Jeff Orlowski yeah. joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. How are you doing, sir? Oh, living the dream. I've seen zero seconds of that soccer thing that's going on, and I am thrilled. That's exactly how much time I'm going to uh, spend on the entire thing. I'm already out. I had Morocco, so it, it, it's awful. I'm just not doing. Well, they're they're only in group play. There's no. Yeah, I know. Nobody's I'm just, eliminated. I'm yet. just joking, but, but they lost to Iran one nothing. I did see that. Yeah, that's an upset. In, I think in the, in the in the human rights. Human Rights Watch match between Morocco and <laughs> Iran. It was Iran winning one nothing. Nice. And then yeah. you had today you had Lionel Messi. He got stopped on a penalty kick, and that's the best player in the world. They tell me. So I thought it was the guy who got busted for tax evasion. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's probably better in my opinion. Um, but who's this other guy? Lionel Messi for Argentina. I thought he was. A You've literally player. never heard of Lionel Messi. No. Wow. Have you I, ever? I shouldn't talk, but I mean. Yeah, okay. I, I I know Pele from okay, Brazil. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's, those guys are. How about pro- the New York Cosmos? You ever hear of them? I have. Okay. Pele played for them. Now you you have to realize that I'm I, I'm I'm. I'm a 50 spot here for age, you know, <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. Tim, Tim Allen and Chuck and I were all about the same age. Yep. And for 40 years, we've been hearing that soccer yeah. is going to be the it's, number one sport in the, the US. Rise. It's on the rise. It was, it's Everyone's been playing forced soccer. down our throats for 40 years. Well, and you hear that so, too, that, I mean, how many kids play soccer? I don't hate soccer. No, I don't mind it. I'm I'm very neutral on it. In fact, I will probably when they when things start to get serious, I may tune in to that. But for us in this age, the thirty eight to sixty range, it's been we we feel like one of those geese that that are force fed. Yeah, you know, the fatten them up. Well, that's what we've been that's what we've been dealing with with soccer for the last forty years. And I would say, as a millennial, uh-huh. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I do respect it. Well, I so and, do I. And, and I don't. I, I'm I'm in a group, and I hope Jeff is – well, no, Jeff is not. But I'm in a group that, that I don't like ripping on other sports. Yeah. I, it's, hey, if you're into that, fine, go, you know, whatever. Because there's so much of that in racing. It's actually been to the, to the, to the detriment of motorsports in general. Everybody in racing whips about other – you know other yeah, I mean, pieces of racing all, and then the other like people a, go well why the hell do i want to go to a race if it sucks so much and that's why <laughs> racing is in the is in the predicament it well is and now. then when you have kind of niche sports like that like probably like soccer still kind of is in that category in, in america yeah um even like your hockey you know you have those fans they want people so bad to to watch the sport and follow it and know everything about it but then when someone makes an effort to you know then you're also a pariah because oh you know Right. We don't we don't want you. You know, you weren't you weren't watching this, but you know, but they deep down still want, you know, attention and, and the sport to be very popular. So anyway. Is is Jeff still on the line? I think or did I can hear him, yeah. Right I think he's, I think is, he's is that him breathing on the phone? Probably okay. sipping on a nice uh nice craft <laughs> IPA up there. Uh, you know, sipping on a little margarita. It's raining up here. Oh, so no. doing what uh, doing what I can to pass the time. So what does somebody do to pass the time in Door County? Well, let me tell you, right now it's excitement at its finest. Uh, it was pouring rain. We were on our way to this, uh, they call it a fireball or fear ball festival, something. And what, you drink fireball there or what? Well, there's it's uh, supposedly tons of beer, tons of bonfires all along the beach, fireworks at night, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we were on our way up there, and it just, it, it just downpoured. We've got the kids at a place called the hands-on art studio painting pottery and all this other kind of garbage and thankfully i'm in my car talking with you guys <laughs> so just... <laughs> i might be here for the whole two hours you might have to push those interviews back and, uh, you, you know, know patch eddie in <laughs> i was i i took like six years of art through school and my limited college and and even i hated pottery <laughs> That was not my favorite media. So, I mean, I would be sticking a nice pick in my ear right now if I was you. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> unreal, man. My idea of art is, you know, CD, heavy metal CD covers. You know, I consider that fine art. I don't uh, I don't go to uh, the art museum or any of that other kind of junk. It, uh, 
that will just bore the living daylights out of me. See, the people are going, well, he was just saying he doesn't rip on other sports, but he hates pottery. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I take that back. I'm sorry. I love pottery. Um, yes, uh, it's one of my favorites. I just, there's nothing yeah. better than a nice vase. A brutal day. You know, the, <laughs> I, you know, I know you guys are in an oven down in Milwaukee. and uh, it's, actually, right it's actually not that bad because, believe it or not, there's a, there's a bit of an overcast. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's definitely cloudy here, but <laughs> the car says it's uh, uh, 57 degrees right now. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really surprised everything is not just brown and dead in uh, southeastern Wisconsin because I swear to God, I think the sun's only been out like three days this year. Oh, I know. I know. It's been brutal. It's been brutal. But at least we got cars on the track. So. We have cars on the track lots of places in France all day long. Yeah, Le Mans. And, you know, in a little a piece of trivia for those who, who are not may not be aware, the reason why they run it today is because this is the weekend that has the longest uh, daylight. Huh. Yeah, go figure. Hey, well, good for the French. Those 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 frogs aren't as dumb as, as some may think they are. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't go that far. I know. You know I know. You know. I nice and there was a certain. You know. I didn't even know that term "frog" until about twenty years ago, when a certain Englishman I know mentioned it. I'm like, what the what the hell's a frog? That wouldn't be one of our fine sponsors, would it? Nah, no. Well, cor- oh, of course not. No, no. So that's why I learned the term frog. So it's a little thing, nice. I guess. I guess warring for like three hundred years, uh, well, well, you know, it does that to people. Amazing what you learn on a uh, dual book signing, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> this is way before that. Way before that. So. So uh, yeah, and yes, we have cars in in uh, in France. At, at Le Mans, and then we have, uh, of course, cars in as f- the opposite from uh, Le Mans, France, would be, I guess, the middle of Iowa, which would be Newton, Iowa, right off of I-80 at Iowa Speedway, which is one of my favorite tracks. It is just a cool little racy track. I love it. I love it. There's always tons of action. You know, the speeds that they can get on that track, it's... Uh... It it is very very entertaining. It really is, and and for for everything that races there, I don't care if it's if it's USEC in in the past or Indy cars or or NASCAR, and of course the trucks race there. The K and A series, K and N series has had some pretty good runs there, and of course the uh, Xfinity series, and they had truck. Uh, the trucks are racing this morning, and of course the quickest was uh, Justin Haley. In the GMS yeah. truck with Cody Coughlin, uh, second, Brett Moffitt, Dalton Sargent, and Todd Gilliland, who is just uh, is is the hot little driver, isn't he? Third generation driver. I'll give you yeah. I'll give you a bonus if you can tell me the other grandpa and dad. Well, I know David. Yeah. And then uh, uh, grandpa, I don't know. He's got to be old. Let's say Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> Winston West driver Butch Gilliland, who actually attempted to make the 1994 uh, Brickyard 400, the inaugural. Nice. Yeah, he was one of the 60 drivers that attempted to qualify. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. But, yeah, Gilliland, man, he's been, he's been tearing it up in that truck series. He's led a bunch of laps. He's been 
you know, running top five, top ten a lot the last handful of weeks. Uh, kids got skills, and uh, and he's showing it. So third there... generation that uh, you know he can do more than just slam that gas pedal down. He uh, he knows how to wheel that race car pretty good. He he does he does and and, and I want to talk about Brett Moffitt though he's a, he's a driver he was a, a developmental driver that came out through Michael Waltrip Motorsports remember that team and oh, yeah. uh, showed showed some promise and and then kind of drifted away and then came back he's driving for the 16 team underfunded team and this is a team that's in position to win a championship you know uh, in a spoiler role because it's been all pretty much all Johnny Sauter so far this year but. The 16 car has been very competitive. Needless to say, easily a top five uh, truck in that series. But there's some question about they, if they can even finish out the series because of sponsorship. And that, that's, yeah. that's just a reoccurring message. I was watching watching the ARCA race that was in Madison last night, too, uh, on MAV-TV. And our friend Jim Trada was uh, doing the color commentary with Bob Dillner. And, and those two, but just a side note here, I mean... It wasn't the best race, uh, but it was. They they're so good in chatting about stuff. It makes it interesting, and I think that was interest. That that's neat that when you have a a, a group like Bob Dillner and, and Trado, who are obviously they're they're t- television personalities, but they're very very in tuned in the sport. I mean, in the pits, they know all the players, and they discuss, and they really kind of develop a, a, a picture for you of what's happening in the pits and in the series and that and it, it's fantastic and, it, and whereas you know some you know are just uh just sitting up in the booth just going gee, 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 gee. okay that's <laughs> that's the end of my editorial all right um no now getting back to the truck series and, and the arca series what i want to bring up is you know one thing i've been hearing is you know Hey, we got uh, you know Jeff Orlowski, this young driver. He's trying to put a package together and trying to put races together. And back 20 years ago, uh, even 15 years ago or so, it was a situation where you would hear, "Hey, you know XYZ t- Racing hired Jeff Orlowski, this kid from Wisconsin. He's a good driver, and uh, the, he's the new driver of the you know the number you know you know 67 truck." And 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 that was it. Now it's it's. They're trying to put together packages, trying to, and everything is 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 on a financing deal now. How much money can you put together? How much sponsorship? And it, it, it's certainly fru- it's got to be frustrating for these young drivers, isn't it, Jeff? It has to, and especially when you got a driver with talent. You know, Moffitt has he's put himself there were a couple races where he was up there with a chance to win. Kind of had a you know a little bit of snake bit luck and all that and obviously like you know with the funding and everything we all know that he's not driving for for KBM he doesn't have you know money just sitting around that he can spend the best on everything and uh, for him to to continuously have a truck in the top five in the top ten running for a championship and then still have the rest of his season in doubt it's just it's unreal and it it does show you know, kind of the, the dire situation that some of these teams are and that NASCAR, you know, is trying to prevent because if you can't even get your the championship contenders to, to be guaranteed the whole season, that's not a good sign for, for longevity and, uh, and, you know, just general success in your series. 
Right. So I, I hope that he can get it together. You know, I would imagine that, you know, Bob's windshield repair and, you know, they'll put together, you know, a bunch of, of little, you know, sponsors and stuff to keep this thing going. But it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be like that. And it, it's sad that this is what it's uh, it's come down to. Hopefully this is just a little bump in the road and sponsorship money starts flowing like it was back in the heyday. But uh, it's it's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, it, it's – and they're, and they're, 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 they're trying to do, uh, you know, make it more, you know – possible financially by by doing these crate motors and working with Ilmore and that but it, it's not it doesn't always work that way what 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 works in theory doesn't always work on the racetrack and, and you look at Badger Midgets Badger Midgets went to a lower engine formula because midget race all, all we've been hearing for 20 years is the 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 the, the engines and motors in, in 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 midget racing is getting too expensive so Badger Racing goes, okay, we're gonna we're gonna downgrade the motors a bit, make it cheaper, and 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 the car count hasn't really gone up much. And and the same thing with the Arca series. You got Arca series going to crate motors, you know, in theory it's supposed to be cheaper, but you only had nineteen cars in Madison last night. So it's like it's a bit of a head scratcher. Uh hopefully things will work out. I tell you what, Jeff, let, why don't we uh we'll, we'll we'll carry over to the next segment and we'll take a quick break now. You're listening to the to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. And welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Jeff Rolowski. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, last night, ARCA. Uh, fun, fun race. And uh, it was Chandler Smith in the Venturini Motorsports. This is another ta- talented kid, a couple of talented kids named Smith. Him and Zane Smith pretty much dominated most of the race with uh, Sheldon Creed coming in third. Chase Purdy in the Dale Earnhardt Jr.-looking uh, car, number eight, uh, was fourth. And Mr. Steady, Gus Dean, was fifth. And, of course, Natalie Decker from Eagle River, Wisconsin, was sixth. We actually had two women in the top ten last night in Madison at Madison International Speedway, run by Greg McCarns, who I actually had lunch with last week. Uh, nice. Yeah, not too bad. And then uh, Tony Brenniger, uh in the other Venturini Motorsports uh, car was uh, in 10th. And friend of the show, Dick Carth, actually made a start in that race, too, in Andy Hillenberg's uh, number 11 car. So it was good to see. But uh, a lot of fun at Madison International Speedway and the USAC Silver Crown Series returns at the end of the month, um, running out there on uh, Friday. Uh, last Friday in June. Looking forward to that. And yours truly might actually be out there crewing on a car. That's a scary thought, huh? That would be, yeah, that's very scary. (laughs) But uh, I'd buy tickets just to see that. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about Todd Gilliland. Of course, he's only 18 years old. He's making his 11th career start, and he already has six top 10 finishes. 
and uh, was pretty looking good at Texas where he led 62 laps. You know, is is this a kid that uh, is going to be on? He's he's on he's on the fast track, isn't he? He is. You know, he probably needs another year. Uh, you know, just to just to get put everything together, get more accustomed to the tracks and everything like that. But you know, he's shown speed. He's shown the skills to to get around a lot of these places. So. But, you know, it all comes down to sponsorship. And, you know, if if he can sit there and wait it out one more year, and as bad as it sounds, you know, uh, it, it'll be better for him, I believe, in the long run where he won't be stuck on an underfunded team. You know, he'll have – he'll be able to step in, move up to Xfinity or whatever and, and have – uh, you know, be set himself up for success right away where he's not, you know, a couple, two, three, four bad starts in a row from possibly losing sponsorship and not finishing the season. And uh, he is certainly looking good out there. And then, of course, don't forget the truck race. Truck race is on tonight. It'll be on uh, FSN at uh, 6 p.m. And then tomorrow uh, is the Xfinity Series is running on Sunday. We're we're a shot for them to be the lead show uh, tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great opportunity for all those guys. I think it's fantastic. You put the trucks on Saturday night, let them run under the lights, you know, uh, get prime time exposure and all that for just the what has been the last month at least the most exciting series out of all the NASCAR National Series. Um, and it's been that way for, for years. We all know that. But uh, So that's great Great to see. Good. Hopefully it's good publicity for the truck series, gets more fans, more people go out to see them, and everything like that. And it's good for the Xfinity series, uh, A, that Kyle Busch isn't in it this week, <laughs> and B, you know, that they get the uh, the primetime slot on Sunday. So, you know, what besides that silly soccer thing that you guys were, were talking about at the beginning. We do have show. a goal update, by the way, Jeff. I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> De- Denmark. De- that means Denmark scored. Yusuf Paulson on the board. Denmark leads 1-0 in the 70th minute. Wow, that's excitement at its finest. Yes, right sir. There. I mean, I, I, you I, knew you, I knew you were on the edge of your seat, so I had to let oh, you know. Oh, I was. I was. Uh, hey, but, you hey, know, the- Jeff, just cut, I want to cut you off here because I, I did want to bring up last week and in Michigan and and Clint Boyer winning, and you know, everybody loves the you know the fourteen car and Clint Boyer. Of course, it's a different Stuart Haas car winning this week, and as opposed to Kevin Harvick winning all the time. But Clint Boyer is is just one of the most fun guys in the NASCAR garage. Is 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 he somebody that can make NASCAR cool again? Absolutely, and you know he he just needs more more exposure. You know, more people need to know Clint because he is so down to earth. You know, he is the everyman. You know, Clint isn't sitting there and riding in a solid gold Cadillac, even though he could afford it. You know, Clint is like everybody else. He's out. He loves to have a good time. You know, I'm sure he's still hung over from uh, his victory celebrations. And uh, you, no one has more fun than him. When he gets out of the car in the post-race interview, you can tell that he loves what he does. And he's so relatable. I, I think he's fantastic. And I think if, if he can find victory lane a few more times, there'll be a lot of new Clint Boyer fans. And uh, 
and it only it, it's only going to help NASCAR. Clint Clint is fantastic. He is a lot of fun. And uh, next week, Sonoma and one of the one of the road, one of the two road courses uh, is, is 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 that a race you're looking forward to? No, you know oh, how come I feel on. about road courses. Come on, you know, I hated road courses when it was cool to hate them, and I hate them now that everybody's on the oh, we need more road course bandwagon. So give me an oval, give me real racing, but I obviously I'll watch every lap and you know uh, be drinking coffee and all that stuff trying to stay awake but uh hopefully you know the good thing with nascar road racing is at least there's a lot of beating and banging and sometimes some of those wrecks are 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 violent and a lot they look a lot harder than the wrecks on on the ovals even though they're going 220 on the ovals so it uh you know we'll see but it's it's for me it's a kind of rough two-week stretch with the week off this week and then the road course next week well I'll then, be, I, uh, I'm. I bet you're I'm, really excited about the Roval test coming up at Charlotte, aren't you? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's Charlotte is not a good track to begin with. So well, just I can, the, the, I can let's see why hold on. Trying to switch it up. Let the okay, Jeff Erlau, There's 14 year old Jeff Orlowski watching uh, a TNN broadcast. With all the old school guys, and you have Earnhardt out there, and uh, let's see who else, Lake Speed, and all these guys running the the older school cars at Charlotte and everything. And then I walk in, and I go, Jeff, this is your future. You know, in 2018, they're gonna run on the road course at Charlotte instead of the oval. And you would thought, what just? Get out of here! You know that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. just never thought I'd see this day. No, I never did either. And you know, like I said, you know, Charlotte. You know, we talked about we talked about it after the six hundred. It was just awful. So I can see well, it's why the car. It, it, it's funny that NASCAR is in such denial about right. their crum- crummy cars. That they're even changing the tracks <laughs> instead of the car. I mean, yeah. it's just take the splitters off, let some air go under the car, and and let's go racing. I know, I know. IndyCar but- got it. IndyCar said, "Hey, we got too much downforce. Let's increase. It. Let's make it." You know, I mean, I, I I thought that NASCAR would get it before IndyCar would, but you know, no, they're they're the last ones to the party, like always, and. uh and yet they wonder, you know, why uh, attendance and everything else is, is going the wrong way. But, uh, you know, like I said, I understand why they're trying to do it. But I, I agree with you. Fix the cars, not the tracks, and we'll have better racing. All right. Mitch is going to get his pen here because you're going to make your predictions. And I'm sure every all the listeners are also grabbing their pens. Uh Actually, we don't have a pen. There's no oh, pens. I got one, Steve. I'm good to go. Fire that's, away. We're gonna go here. Oh, you're this gonna is... make a note on your phone. That, that's yeah. what we do now in 2018. Yes, Steve. we do. We don't. We do. We don't have actual. Pen All and right. Paper. So truck race for Jeff. As I text this a message to Mitch. <laughs> truck Jeff. Who's your pick? I'm going with Dalton Sergeant. Sergeant. I'm gonna go Sergeant, and he's not gonna have no idea who that is. Okay. And then a Xfinity race. I'm just going to put the X race. 
and Jeff. And who's your pick yeah, for tomorrow? I'm going to go with Allgaier. Allgaier all the time. All, yep, you got that right. All day, Allgaier. All right. I like those picks. Should be interesting. Who are you taking in the truck race, Steve? <sighs> I don't know. You going Moffitt since we uh, – I would love to see Brett Moffitt win because that, that's a team that needs a win. If uh, if Moffitt wins, I'm going to celebrate Clint Boyer style. Um, I will go with ah. Uh, do I go chalk? It's not really chalk though. It's, mm, I can't. No, I'm going to okay. go Todd Gillen. What the heck? Okay. Yeah, trucks. Yeah, that's a good pick for Z. He's been hot. Gillen, and then for the Xfinity race. Uh, I'm going to go Jack Ingram. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jack Ingram or Bosco Lowell, maybe. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, it should be fun. And hopefully, you know, both of the series get a nice bump being in in better time slots for them, especially the trucks. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't. You know, without seeing practice or anything, and just it's hard to tell. I mean, it's just I'll make a I'll make a pick with Eddie. Okay. Oh, when Eddie comes on in the second hour, we'll make a pick. So, Jeff, we certainly appreciate you uh, taking time out, and uh, we'll chat with you. You're in studio next week, aren't you? I am. I am. I'll be out of this. Thank God, I'll be away from this pottery place and uh, back in studio where I belong. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Jeff Orlowski on the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by David Hobbs Honda and Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you make it out to Great Lakes Dragway tonight for the Nitrous Street Brawl number two. Uh, Great Lakes will be hosting their second Nitrous Street Streetcar Brawl of the season featuring Chicago's quickest pro mods, the Chicago Wise Guys. Also, the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association will be join, joining the fun and some of the best-looking door slammers in the Midwest. Uh, racing gates open at 9 a.m. today, and the racing starts at 10, and the main show should start about 5 p.m. So lots of time to get out to Great Lakes Dragway for the Nitro Street Brawl number two today. And uh, we're going to get you caught up in the latest in NASCAR with Lori Monroe in just a second. And then coming up after the break, we'll be talking with IndyCar driver Charlie Kimbo. And then we got a sports flash at the top of the hour, and then we have Pirelli World Challenge driver Lawson Aschenbach will be will be joining us live on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, along with Indy Lights driver, Wisconsin's own Aaron Tielitz. So it should be a fun show. And let's uh, get the latest in NASCAR news from Lori Monroe. Hey, get rhythm. When you get this is One Lap Down on, for the week of June 11th. I'm Lori Monroe, and here's what's making news right now. 
Last Sunday's rain-shortened Firekeepers Casino 400 in Michigan saw history being made for Stuart Haas Racing. It was the first time the organization swept the top three positions in company history. Clint Boyer won the event, followed by Kevin Harvick in second and Kurt Busch in third. In a tweet sent out by Boyer, you can pretty much tell the celebrating got pretty intense. It went something like this. Dreamed we won Michigan. Reality woke up with a massive hangover on a week-long vacation with kids screaming, phone dead, wife pissed, brother outside puking, and I can't find my flip-flops. Yep, we must have won. Boyer is now the fourth of three drivers with two or more victories this season, which include Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. NASCAR has released the post-event penalty report for last week's cup race, and it wasn't good news for Joe Gibbs Racing. In pre-race inspection, Denny Hamlin's 11 team was penalized for a splitter violation, as was the 18 of Kyle Busch and the 20 of Eric Jones. Crew chiefs Chris Gale, Adam Stevens, and Mike Wheeler have all been fined $25,000, and the car chief of all teams have been suspended from the next Monster Energy Cup Series point event. All three cars had to start from the rear of the field. Roush Fenway Racing has announced that Matt Kenseth will drive the number six Ford for 10 more races starting on July 14th at Kentucky Speedway for four straight weekends and conclude at Watkins Glen on August the 5th. He gets back behind the wheel at Dover International on October the 7th and then will close out the 2018 season with three of the final four races including Martinsville, Phoenix and Homestead. NASCAR Hall of Fame member and championship winning driver Rusty Wallace was announced as one of the latest members of the Team Penske Hall of Fame in a special ceremony on Sunday afternoon at Michigan International Speedway. Wallace stated, this is a great award and a great honor. I didn't expect this was going to happen at all. I'm really honored to be in the Team Penske Hall of Fame, but even more honored to have driven for Roger. And it seems Kyle Busch can't get a break even when he gets a lift from Uber. Apparently the driver didn't pay attention to the name on the service request from a hotel in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Busch was in town for a race at Berlin Speedway. The first thing out of the Uber driver's mouth was Rowdy Bush, followed by, are you ready to get your ass kicked tonight? A little more trash talk followed, and Bush was taking it all in stride, even posing for a selfie once he arrived back at his destination. He went on to finish third in the Money in the Bank 150. In birthdays this week, happy birthday goes out to Matt Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, and Jennifer Joe Cobb. And if you're having a birthday, I hope you have a great one as well. Speaking of birthdays, does it feel like time is passing fast this year? Well, it is, and tickets for the 61st annual Daytona 500 officially went on sale this past Tuesday. And if you're making plans, the event will be held on Sunday, February the 17th, and tickets will start at $99. And for more information, you can head on over to Daytona500.com. The 86th running of the 24 Hours of Le Mans comes up this weekend and will take place on the 16th and the 17th. It's an off weekend for Cup, but the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series are both heading out to Iowa. The Cup Series returns on June the 24th at Sonoma for the Toyota Save Mart 350. And you can bet Martin Truex Jr. and his entire team hopes that Michael Waltrip stays away from the 78 car after falling on it at Michigan. Maybe that explains his 18th place finish. That's all for One Lap Day. Down this week on Laurie Monroe. Enjoy the races this weekend, whatever races you enjoy the most.
This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is IndyCar driver Charlie Kimball. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thanks for having me. And, uh, of course, you'll be uh, in Wisconsin in next week. Uh, it's going to be June 22nd through the 24th for the Kohler Grand Prix at Road America. And Road America it must be one of those tracks. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you the Kohler Grand Prix at Road America. And Road America, it must be one of those tracks you grew up with, isn't it? It is. It's one of the most iconic road courses in the U.S. And I won the June Sprints there in a Formula Ford way back in 2002. And so when the IndyCars got the opportunity to go back to Road America, I was really excited. And the nice thing is, with four miles, the IndyCars get the chance to stretch their legs a little bit. I think the, the Chevy horsepower will come into play uh, as well. And, I mean, the nice thing for me and one of the, the reasons it's such a highlight on my calendar each year is that it's such a beautiful venue, such a great setting. And there's other stuff for the fans to do. There's not only the five race series, but the disc golf course, the go-karting, the family fun zone. You know, kids 16 and under get in with a, a paying adult. So it's... Uh, it's a highlight because the fans are great, they're knowledgeable, and it's a great racetrack as well. And, of course, uh, it'll be a little bit different for you, for all the drivers with the new aero package at Road America. Are, are, are you expecting uh, any real changes in regards to the handling of the cars or, like, straightaway speed or anything like that? Well, every racetrack we've gone to this year, the cars surprised all the drivers and teams, I think. Uh, the car moves around under us. It's a lot more dynamic. It's it's pretty exciting as far as what uh, what the handling of the car does. Um, it means that as drivers, we really have to earn our money and, and hustle the car because with the less downforce, the reduction in downforce, it slides around, it moves. So places like the carousel, even the king, turn one, um, all of those corners are going to be so much more challenging this year. And I think you'll you'll as a fan at the side of the racetrack, you'll be able to see the drivers work the car through the corners a lot more. Yeah, especially like the the carousel last year, where you guys were had to like kind of dance on a accelerator going through the carousel last year, didn't you? Yeah, it was almost flat all the way through the carousel, and it you, you sort of had to take a deep breath going in and <laughs> and get ready to hold on as much as you could. And I think this year we're going to be dancing the whole car, not just trying to flirt with full throttle, but dancing the whole car all the way through the carousel, sliding it. And, and during the race, it may mean that as you go through a fuel stint, you're going to have to manage your tires so that you don't get them too hot and wear them out too early in a fuel stint. And, of course, uh, this year it's a little different with, with Carlin Racing. And uh, with the success you had last week getting uh, the first top ten of the year, it must feel pretty good. But what what are some of the, the things you guys had to uh, you know, when, when you're putting a new car together, what are some of the things that fans not might not know that uh, a new team has to go through? Well, it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. There's so much to learn that as you go through the process, you're finding things out all of the time. Um, each and every time you go on track, be it practice, qualifying, or a race, it's the first time going through that process. So coming out of Texas, I feel like as a team, we have a decent amount of momentum. 
Um, the last two races, actually, in Texas and the second duel in Detroit, we had both my car, the, the Novo Nordisk Carlin 23, and also the, the number 59 Gallagher car inside the top 12. So when you have two races back-to-back, two cars finishing in the top 12, it starts to build some, some foundation and some momentum moving through the next couple of races. A uh, permanent road course like Road America, that's a track that Carlin's used to, that type of track is mm-hmm. what Carlin's used to seeing from their racing in Europe. So um, we feel good about where we are halfway through the season, and I think we'll only continue to learn and get more competitive as we go into the second half. And, of course, the the, the team has a long history uh, on, on the European side. Now, when, when the team was formed, was there much – I, um, of course, you, you you brought in guys from the IndyCar side. But was there a lot of transfer from uh, guys coming over from Europe at all? Funnily enough, most of the the team, the mechanics, the engineering staff, management, has come from the Carlin ranks, from their Indy Lights championship, from their European racing as well. Um, myself, Max, and, and our PR representative have the most IndyCar experience of the team. Um, so Max and I are definitely trying to, to help shorten the learning curve by lending our experience and our, our perspective, um, to the team, but also trying to understand that they have a fresh perspective and that's, what's going to set us apart. Cause when you're racing the Penske's and the Ganassi's, the Andretti's who have 20, 30, 50 years of experience, sometimes you have to take a fresh look at it to make it successful. It's interesting. Your 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 sponsor is it, it's an interesting correlation with the sponsor. And I think we had you on a year or two ago uh, re- regarding the company you work with. I, explain how that kind kind of came about, and then also this year it's a different look on the car. With is it Traceba on the car? Uh, explain how that works in with Nova with the Nova company. Yeah, so Novo Nordisk and and I've been partnered. This is our tenth season of the Race with Insulin partnership. Um, and they're more than a sponsor for me because as someone who has type 1 diabetes, I use Novo Nordisk insulin and their delivery devices uh, every day to manage my blood sugar. And if I'm at the racetrack or not, I have a relationship with them. So to be able to take the diabetes community to the racetrack through the number 23 car this year has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to connect with the, the diabetes community and, and show them that through what I do on the racetrack, diabetes doesn't have to slow you down. I um, mean, as you mentioned, the the car for Road America is the the black and neon green Traceba car. Uh, we ran a different color scheme for the month of May, a, a white, uh, blue, and yellow color scheme that was the other insulin that I take daily. Uh, and so it's nice to be able to, as I said, represent that community, but also represent a company that I work with every day. Uh, if they know it or not, because I'm taking their insulin. And I mean, so when walk us through, because I'm kind of curious about this as a former EMT in that, and I, I find it fascinating because probably 20 years ago, your career probably would have been derailed, especially at this high level, wouldn't it have been? Well, I'm not sure, you know, when it would have been possible, but I know that every, every year the insulins get better, the delivery devices get better. There's, there's technical, technology advances that, mm-hmm. that integrate better. Um, in fact, I wear a continuous monitor on my body that transmits to a display that plugs into the car's data system. Um, and so 
I can see my blood sugar right there on the steering wheel, just like I see the car data. So with that, I can keep track of what's happening with my body during the course of the race. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, I believe, if I recall, I think there was a uh, a high-ranking uh, NFL player that got drafted who who is a diabetic too, and it, it hasn't slowed him down either, has it? No. In fact, one of the other Novo Nordisk ambassadors, um, two-time Super Bowl champion Kendall Simmons, was diagnosed while he was playing football in college at Auburn. And so to, for him to be able to go and win two Super Bowls with the Steelers uh, and play with type 1 diabetes is pretty impressive. In fact, when I was diagnosed, the doctor said there are incredible people doing amazing things with diabetes all over the world. You may have to make some adjustments, but it shouldn't get in the way of living your dream. It certainly is uh, you know, great that you can continue your career and, and others out there who want to remain active that, you know, diabetes is not the the you know, the the news that you would dread, you know, back you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years ago. Exactly. It is uh it's a very different diagnosis now and I'm hoping that through the race within um at Road America we're able to encourage and inspire people with diabetes to overcome that challenge and live their dream. Uh, the fa- longtime fans may, may know of your father, Gordon, who designed some of the prettiest race cars ever. And uh, so he was, you were kind of brought into, uh, you grew up in auto racing. When was the first time you were at Road America? I think the first time I ever came to Road America would have been in 2002 for the June Sprint. Um, and then we came back in 2003 when I raced in, in uh, the F2000 championship and had a great weekend. I think it was on the, the IndyCar or the kart uh, race weekend, dodging the rain uh, on race day, if I remember correctly. But we had a great weekend. I love the area up there. Um, it's, uh, I did tell the British race engineers and, and management that the best bratwurst they'll ever have are uh, <laughs> up there at Road America. So I'm excited to get up there next week. Talking to Charlie Kimball, IndyCar driver Charlie Kimball on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. One final question. Uh, it was brought up on one of the, the television uh, telecasts. I forget which one. But, of course, the your your family had to endure a fire out in California. But, you know, when, with, with a, a kind of a sad situation, there's always a bright side. And uh, how, how are things working with your with with the farm out in California? Yeah, it was a challenge. My my parents lost a significant amount uh, during the the Thomas fire. It was the single largest wildfire in California history. And my wife and I went out there to try and mitigate uh, the loss. We were there the night of the fire, um, and then stayed for six weeks to start jump sort of jumpstart that rebuilding process. Um, but things are rebuilding. They've my parents are committed to rebuilding. My older sister and, and her husband are out there. My sister is the assistant range manager alongside my dad. And one of the things that through this process, we have, as a family, gotten ever closer. Um, the six of us, my wife, my sister, my brother-in-law, my parents, I feel like through this, we realized that if we pulled together, there wasn't anything we couldn't overcome. And that's kind of how, what I went through with my diagnosis and through other challenges in in my life being able to uh to work together as a family has been incredible so they are rebuilding it'll take time but i'm looking forward to uh seeing that process as, as it continues to come back 
Well, Charlie, we certainly appreciate you taking time out and chatting with us on the final inspection show and look forward to seeing you at Road America for the Kohler Grand Prix IndyCar race June 22nd through the 24th at Picturesque Road America up in uh, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Thanks a lot, Charlie. You're welcome. And if uh, the fans want to come out, even if they want to camp, there's still camping spots available at roadamerica.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Charlie. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Right. Thank you. Take Bye. care now. They're going fast. Like hell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.